Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this segment is all about the ninth nakshatra, Ashlisha. And please keep in mind, I do study Vedic astrology, which is different than Western astrology. If you were born in a Western country, you're probably more familiar with Western astrology. And so if you simply Google the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, there is a wealth of information on the internet. And so if you're newer to nakshatras, a way to put it simply is that you take the 12 zodiac signs and you divide them into even more precise, specific segments. And so there are 27 nakshatras within the 12 zodiac signs. Ashlisha nakshatra is the ninth, and it runs from 16 degrees and 40 minutes of cancer to 30 degrees of cancer, so to the very end of cancer. Nakshatras have their own planetary ruler, their own deity, and their own mythology. By understanding these aspects of the nakshatras, we can gain so much insight into individuals. It gives so much, again, insight into how vast and unique the study of astrology truly can be. If you want to know where your nakshatras are, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on chart. You can generate a chart to see where your planets are, what nakshatras your planets are in. And so Ashlisha is ruled by the planet Mercury. Mercury is intelligent, it's analytical, it's organized, it's also deeply curious. It represents the cognitive process of our mind. Now, Ashlisha is also within the sign of Cancer, and so it has this influence of the moon, which is more of our emotional mind, empathy, intuition. And so they can synthesize those two energies to create a very emotionally intelligent human who is capable of fully understanding the world around them. They are deeply intuitive and tuned in to people. So they can make excellent counselors, excellent therapists. It's said that they can even be hypnotherapists, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, and astrologers, this nakshatra is huge for astrology. So if you have this nakshatra strong, you are in the right place. Um, the deity for Ashlisha is Nagas or Sarpas. And this is the half human, half serpent. And so the symbol for Ashlisha can also be a coiled snake. And serpents throughout the world have a connection to healing. If you think about the medical rod in hospitals and the two serpents coiling up it, that's that connection to healing energy of serpents. There's also the kundalini energy that is said to reside at the base of our spine. And so if you're not familiar with kundalini energy, it's said that there's a coiled snake at the base of our spine. And when we do certain meditations or certain practices, that kundalini will begin to rise and coil up our spine through our chakra system, giving us a spiritual experience. And so again, we see this connection between the serpent and also healing. Now, Nagas, Sarpas, half human, half serpent, there is a connection to the underworld. There's this very eighth house energy of transformation, mysticism, occult knowledge. And so one of my friends once told me a quote, and it's that the medicine sits next to the poison in the medicine cabinet. And so you can find medicine, healing, deep 
potential right next to the opportunity to be poisonous and fatal. Medicine in large doses can, in large doses, I should say, can be fatal. And some poison found in nature can actually be used medicinally. And so we see this push-pull dichotomy with the energy of Ashlisha. It can be deeply spiritual, deeply mystic, deeply healing, this connection to the ethereal realm. But then we can also see it being connected to fear, anxiety, a deep paranoia. Um, The energy of Ashlisha can be very intense. It can be overwhelming. And so depending on how this person is choosing to handle that energy, it can kind of go one or two ways. Ashlisha is also referred to as the clinging star or the entwiner. And it's said that Ashlisha is inherently, you know, a very spiritual, pure sign, but sometimes it can get entangled with the material world. And the way I like to think about this is that half human, half serpent, there's part of Ashlisha that wants to be in the mystic realm, in the spiritual realm. And then there's this other side of Ashlisha that's human and tied in the material world walking in the material plane. And so something that Ashlisha does need to look out for is earthly attachments, um, looking at their relationships, their emotions. Sometimes they can get overly identified with their emotions. It could also be overtaken by anxiety or fear. And really staying true to that spiritual path and trying to stay true to their practices because this is a deeply powerful spiritual sign and it can get overwhelming and erratic if it's not handled carefully. And so looking at a chart in totality, you can kind of see how this energy is being utilized. It's not the easiest sign to have. People who have planets in Ashlisha generally experience some sort of difficulties in their life. Because they have the capacity to introspect, to look within, they usually can overcome those obstacles. And what is profound is that through the obstacles, they learn how to better flex that ability to empathize, ability to intuit, and then they become the healer. But you do want to look at that because a lot of the times things weren't always easy. There may have been struggle and hardship. It's it's a very intense nakshatra to have. But the beauty of that is that they can truly be with others in their suffering. There is a tendency for us to want to be like high vibe or always positive. And Ashlisha natives can really sit with others in their darkness and be comfortable with that because they've been there. There's an essence to Ashlisha that's familiar with that darkness and they can really help others navigate their way out of that. So again, counselors, healers, therapists, they're said to be a hypnotic quality to Ashlisha, so they can be powerful hypnotherapists. I went to the Vedic Astrology Conference in Sedona in November 2019, and I learned that the nickname 
for the conference was actually the snake pit <laughs> because there are so many astrologers who have a connection to Ashlisha. They're of the world and also have access to the spiritual realm. There are a few nakshatras that have these types of qualities and we'll discuss them as we go along. Um, but just keep, you know, Ashlisha is a pretty mystical one. Um, but then again, if the energy is not utilized appropriately, people can be paranoid, jealous, deceptive. They can steal. There can be people who create horrible acts um, because there is that connection to the underworld. It can be a very dark sign at times. False gurus can be seen as the, with this as well because Ashlisha can be so convincing when they want to be. And so I think that this was all that I had. They can also be very jealous. <laughs> and so something that I like to warn Ashlisha natives about is keeping an eye on the jealousy, keeping an eye on um, the secretive nature. Sometimes they have a tendency to conceal emotions, even if they're important to them, um, stifling them down. It's just being honest with yourself, really taking time to be introspective. And once you're aware of personality qualities, you can always work with them. There's always free will in astrology. So this is my take on Ashlisha Nakshatra. I hope that it was helpful. Again, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on chart calculator to see where your planets are, which nakshatras they're in. You can also schedule readings there as well. You can also email me directly at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. And please follow my Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and on Twitter, astrologynow underscore. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. Thank you so much.